there's been tons of talk, tons of information as well as misinformation in these streets for the past two weeks about how the CARES Act would actually assist the small business owner. Who was a small business owner? And the money that they could receive, what would be a loan? What would be a grant? Oh, it was just a lot of information. It was information overload, as a matter of fact. So today, what I'd like to do is just briefly provide you with the breakdown of the five main programs that were implemented or will be implemented, how the small business owners perceived these programs, how they thought that these programs would assist them, and then provide you with what happened to be the reality of the assistance as it stands today. So let's first talk about this Paycheck Protection Program. What y'all heard in the streets is the SBA has a Paycheck Protection Program. It's a loan that is forgivable. That's all y'all heard. No one talked about what the intentions were, who could apply, the time frame, nothing of a sort. Okay. So here goes the intention of this paycheck protection program, also known as PPP. That's that's the term of it out in the streets. The PPP loan is to provide business owners the capital to keep employees on payroll for the next eight weeks. Okay. It's a paycheck protection. So it's protecting employees' paychecks for the short term. Now, the size of that loan is only two and a half times your average monthly payroll. Okay. I know some people said, well, they said I could get up to $10 million. Yes, you can get up to $10 million if you have a huge payroll. But let's say, for example, your average monthly payroll is $10,000, then you can only receive up to $25,000 in a loan. That's it. So keep in mind, everything that you're hearing out in these streets is not quite accurate. Or sometimes people are giving you partial information and sometimes it's just total misinformation. Okay. Now, are these loans forgivable? Possibly. What the banks will do if you if they do approve you for the loan, they're going to ask you for receipts for the next eight weeks. Okay. So you'll have to provide the bank documents, receipts on what you spent the loan proceeds on. And if for as long as you spent, for as long as you used the loan to pay payroll, up to 75% of that loan was used for payroll and the other 25% of the loan was used for rent, or mortgage interest and or utilities, 
then the bank will decide at that point whether to give you total forgiveness, partial forgiveness, or no forgiveness at all. Okay? So it is up to the bank what you what qualifies as forgiveness. Keep in mind, there's only $350 billion earmarked for this program. And you only have until June 30th to apply. Okay? If you don't apply by June 30th, well, guess what? As it stands right now, April 9th, then your opportunity will be gone. Another thing, if the bank decides that you don't qualify for the forgiveness of the loan, you will start having to pay back this money six months after you receive the loan proceeds and you'll have two years to pay the loan back at a 1% interest rate. So it's kind of a win-win regardless. Um, even if you just get a little bit of money, it'll tie you over, which that's the intention. The intention is just to uh, give you a little bit of money to tie you over in hopes that that'll be enough for the economy to start to pick back up. Now, a good thing about this PPP is the gig economy. So your Uber drivers, Lyft drivers, direct salespeople, um, your mom and pop, self-employed people, anybody that fills out a tax return, because that's another thing. You have to have documentation. You can't just pop up and say, oh, I'm in business. You're going to have to show proof. Okay. And if you have employees, you're going to have to show those 941 forms. Okay. And everybody with employees know what a 941 is. Okay. If you are in the gig economy, you need to show your 1099 miscellaneous form. And everybody knows what that is that's in the gig economy. And if you don't have a 1099 or if you can't show 941s, let's say you are a sole proprietor, you don't get a 1099 for whatever reason, you might be an S Corp or a C Corp. Well, you must have proof. You have to show a tax return. You're going to have to show some proof that you are a business and that you have been in business on or before February 15 of 2020. Now, those are just the highlights of it. Um, I don't remember if I mentioned or not, there is no credit check. The reason why there's no credit check is because those tax returns that I was talking about, those um, or those tax documents, 940, that's a tax document. 1099 miscellaneous, that's a tax document. A tax return. So if you don't have those tax returns or tax documents, then you cannot get this loan. That Those documents become your credit check. Okay? So that's a good thing. Now, the reality of this Paycheck Protection Program 
you may not be able to get this money anyways. One, the banks were supposed to be ready to launch this program last Friday. It didn't happen. Some banks were just not ready. Some banks got frustrated with the back and forth and things changing because, guys, these rules are changing on a daily basis. So some banks decided not to even participate in the program. A lot of the other banks were are saying, you know what, we'll still participate, but we're only going to allow our existing customers to apply for these loans. Okay. Now, those that's just a brief overview of the Paycheck Protection Program. Do not think that this is everything. If uh, it would it would probably take me about 30 to 45 minutes to give you all the intricacies. Get with your trusted advisor as well as your bank. So a trusted business consultant, your tax professional, your tax coach, your business coach, whoever, your CFO, your part-time CFO, whoever, get with that person and hammer out the details because this Paycheck Protection Program, though it is including everybody, this may not be the program for you. Okay. Let's move on to the idle or the economic injury disaster loan. Again, people out in these streets, I heard it. People were calling me and emailing me and Facebooking me and LinkedIn, just everything. People were like, hey, I need to hurry up and apply for this $10,000 because all the people heard was they could get $10,000 in their bank account and they didn't have to pay that money back. And as soon as they apply for that money, that money would be deposited in their bank account in three days after they applied. Okay. So everybody, or and I, I shouldn't say everybody, but a lot of people thought that they could apply for this SBA loan and $10,000 would automatically appear in their bank account three days later. Well, guess what? That did not happen. Now, this idle or economic injury disaster loan, this idle or economic injury disaster loan is intended to get up to $10,000 in small business owners' bank accounts as soon as possible, as well as get them a low interest rate loan to assist in these economic times, okay? Notice I didn't say $10,000. I said up to $10,000. Now, the SBA is still hammering out the details of this, okay? Because one, for those that did go apply for this loan, some of you had to go back and reapply because the law, the guidelines changed, 
of what they want, what the SBA needed to ask you to determine how much of the $10,000 you would actually get. Okay. The loan size isn't even mentioned. So when you go and apply for this loan, they are not even asking you how much money you want to apply for. That's why people were thinking, oh, I'm I'm just putting in my information and I'm going to get $10,000. But that is not the case. There are some goods to this particular loan package. One, you will receive once the money start once they turn the faucet on but the faucet has not been turned on yet you will receive up to ten thousand dollars in a certain time frame and even if your loan is denied you won't have to pay however much they give you you will not have to pay that amount back okay we don't know how much is earmarked for this particular loan at this point. But one thing for certain, it is not like the PPP loan where there is no credit check. They are checking your credit on this particular loan. You have a longer time to file for it. You can file for this loan up to um, uh, December 31st of 2020. And anything in excess of that up to $10,000 that they give you will be a loan. And the terms of that loan is it's going to be right now a 3.75% interest rate. And you will be able to borrow up to $2 million. Now, that up to $2 million is based on your ability to repay the loan. That $10,000, guess what? That $10,000 is based on the number of employees that you have and that you have retained. So for instance, if you have five employees, then that forgivable grant can be up to $5,000. If you have 10 employees, the grant will be up to $10,000. If you have 50 employees, the grant portion will be only up to $10,000. So it's a $10,000 potential grant. Everything else you'll have to pay back at a 3.75% interest rate, okay? Now, there will be additional paperwork to get the additional funds. You will have, unlike with the PPP, you only had to provide a little bit of information, but with this idle, you're gonna have to provide projections because remember, the SBA needs to know, you need to show how you're going to pay this money back. So you'll need projections, you'll need financial statements, you'll need tax returns, okay, in addition to payroll stuff. So this loan is totally different. And guess what? 
you cannot double dip. So let's say if you applied for the IDLE program and the PPP and you received the, let's just say you received the $10,000 loan, okay? Or the $10,000 forgivable grant. If you receive that, you cannot use the loan proceeds of that grant to pay for salaries or rent or mortgage interest or utilities if you have the PPP loan as well as the $10,000 grant. Because what will happen is the forgivable portion of the PPP is going to be reduced by the idle $10,000 grant. Okay. And I know guys, this is a lot of double talk and a lot of confusion. Again, get with some trusted advisors. You're going to need your banker. You're going to need your tax accountant or tax coach, whatever you want to call it. And you also may need your business consultant. It's preferable. Um, I've been advising people that I just come across that because we can only take it at my practice. We only take on um, a certain amount of people because this stuff is intricate and we want to make sure and get it right. And we want to make sure to accommodate, um, be as accommodating as possible to our clients. Okay. So get with a trusted advisor. It is optimal or ideal that you have your CFO or part-time CFO or tax strategist or someone that um, is, is used to doing this type of work, someone that can understand financial statements, someone that can analyze what programs are best for you. Okay, I digress. So let's now talk about, and I'm just going to touch on this because this is another program that's out there. Um, most of my listeners are, probably none of my listeners are in this boat, but if you have 500 to 10,000 employees, there is a special program out there for you. You are not eligible for the economic injury disaster loan. You may be eligible for the PPP loan, uh, but it's going to look a little different and your eligibility is going to depend on some other things. Um, basically, um, things like you retaining 90% of your workforce and not being um, not paying your executives over 425000 for the year. Um, but there is a mid-sized loan program that was newly implemented for those business owners with a staff of 500 to 10,000. And that's all I'll pretty much say on that because um, that's not what you guys kind of listen for. I want to talk about a tax provision, okay? This is one that you guys probably didn't hear about in the streets, but it, it was circulating. But a lot of people were so fixated on that PPP, 
because it was forgivable and the $10,000 forgivable loan. Okay. But there is, for those of you with employees, you may want to consider instead of the PPP, you may want to look at a payroll tax provision where you can defer the employer side of FICA taxes for the rest of 2020. Okay. So a lot of businesses, yes, a lot of businesses are hurting right now, but there are some businesses that are not hurting because keep in mind, you have these businesses that are, um, they are supplemental businesses to hospitals and manufacturers. You have your mom and pop grocery stores, your mom and pop pharmacies. You still have, um, I, I could list on and on. I, um, I was on a webinar earlier this week and there was a huge list, over a hundred industries that are still up and running just to serve um, the larger businesses or the larger industries that we all know about. You know, we all know that the hospitals are still running. We all know that the small manufacturers are still running. You know, who else is going to make all the toilet paper <laughs> that keeps running off the shelves? So there are some businesses that are still up and running that may not need the PPP, but could certainly take advantage of the payroll provision where they could defer their FICA for the rest of 2020. And if they do, then they have to repay that portion of their payroll taxes in 2021 and 2022. So they get two years to repay it. Now, any business that have W-2 employees are eligible for this, this deferment, okay? The only caveat is you cannot take part in the PPP loan. But you can still, you can take, partake in the idle, but just not the PPP loan. Another tax provision it's called the ERC or Employee Retention Credit. Again, y'all didn't hear about this one in the streets because everybody just wanted to talk about, you know, throwing up the nice shiny objects. But sometimes the nice shiny objects are not going to be those things that really provide you tax savings. Okay. So let's talk about this Employee Retention Credit or the ERC. Again, any business that was shut down or had at least a 50% decline in income or gross receipts in the first quarter of 2020, you can take part. You are eligible to apply for this retention credit, okay? You just have to prove that your quarter, first quarter of 2020 was 50% lower than your first quarter of 2019. 
the intention again for this particular credit is to keep employees on payroll in spite of COVID-19. And, and guys, basically, that's all all of these things um, are attempting to do. Now, you do have a, there's a window of time. You can apply for this credit for any periods between March 12 and December 31st. OK, but there again, you cannot take the PPP loan for this credit. And unfortunately, the gig economy does not qualify. So your 1099 people don't qualify unless you have employees of your own and you paid those employees via W-2. Okay. So the employer employee retention credit is for those businesses that have W-2 employees and your business has declined from last year, first quarter to this year, first quarter, at least by 50% or if the business is shut down, okay? And you're still paying your employees because some people did have or do have enough in reserves, and we'll we'll talk about that in another show, just about having a, a good reserve. And if this economic climate, if this pandemic has taught us nothing, it should have taught us all to hoard some cash. Okay, I digress again, but the employee retention credit is for. Those businesses, um, we talked about this being either shut down or having a 50% decline from last year, first quarter to this year, first quarter. And you can get a refundable credit of 50% of the wages that you actually paid your employees up to $10,000 per employee. Okay. And the only caveat is, again, you cannot take the PPP loan and get this employee retention credit. I'm Deltrice Hart Anderson, keeping the IRS out of the pocketbooks wallets, and bank accounts of taxpayers. I hope you enjoyed this podcast on today. And I pray that everyone that's listening, as well as your friends, families, co-workers, I wish everyone to be safe and healthy. And if you are not healthy, I pray your speedy recovery. Till next time. Bye, y'all.